Welcome to Paris and Bazcast, where we answer your property and finance-related questions. And here's this week's topic with your hosts, Gurdev and Anmol Singh. Property tax reforms, aka stamp duty and land tax reforms, what are they and when are they going to come into effect? We are joined by the lovely Leanne Pilkington, uh, President of Real Estate Institute and CEO Director of Langan Simmons. Hello. Hello, how are you? Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Finally, we get to talk something different than COVID. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. How have you been this morning? Uh, It's a bit hectic. You know, all things COVID, there's um, there's more questions than answers at the moment, unfortunately. We're just waiting for the public health order to come out so that we can answer all of those questions, particularly for our um, our friends that are in the impacted LGA. So, yeah, hopefully I'll have some more answers by 4 o'clock when I go live with REI, but I'm not yeah. sure about that. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> Absolutely. So talking about this property tax reform, yep. give us a bit of a background of what exactly it is and why why is this change about to happen? So there's obviously been a lot of conversation around um, stamp duty reform for a long, long time. If you saw you saw the numbers just recently, there was $10 billion, that's B for billion dollars worth of stamp duty paid in the last 12 months in New South Wales alone, something in the order of $1.1 billion just in June. So it's a massive, massive impost on, on property uh, in this uh, in this state. And the government uh, have been looking at different ways that they can um, make change to it. Mm. And so that's uh, that they've come up with the idea of the property tax and effectively that will be an annual tax on, um, on property. Uh, it will remove stamp duty, it will remove land tax, but it will be an annual, um, it will be an annual tax. And from our understanding, it will be on the principal place of residence and along with investment properties as well? Correct. Yeah, different yeah. at different rates. Yeah. Um, so on your own occupy, um, it is uh, four hundred dollars a year fixed fee plus 03 percent on your unimproved land value. Right. On your residential investment property, it's fifteen hundred dollars a year fixed fee per property plus one point one percent per annum. Now, it's important to know that um, initially buyers are going to have a choice on whether they pay land tax or whether they, sorry, whether they pay property tax or whether they pay stamp duty. Um, But if I buy a property and choose to pay the, the, um, the property tax, then when I sell the property, the next purchaser won't have that choice. They will have to continue to pay that tax, that property tax annually. Right. Wow. So, so when you, yeah, so when selling a property, if you paid in lump sum, that could be an advantage when you sell your property. Um, otherwise, if you pay annually, the next buyer has to pay annually, which, so, which could be a disadvantage as well. So they're inherited, basically. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. Yeah. We you, there will be a because um, it's going to take a lot of time, right, for this to to come in because um, they are only going to let eighty percent of people opt in for the tax and we don't know what that threshold is going to be but if you assume that the number it won't be a high number um it's likely to be can't believe i'm saying a million dollars isn't a high number but <laughs> as you know when it comes to property unfortunately it's not um so if you consider that it's only people in the initially at least buying sub one million dollars it's going to take it's going to take some time for it to to come through the entire, you know, all of the properties. So something in the order of 20 years is what they're expecting. 
And as we were talking offline, if you uh, opt to pay annually, they'll be probably paying more tax over the life of the property. Well, that you, yeah, you will if you think about what it's going to be annually and if you think you're going to be living in a house for, you know, 20 or 30 years, 40, 50 years, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a lot of tax to pay. Uh, but what it will do is encourage people um, potentially to move more frequently. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. But it certainly, I think, will be um, advantageous. Uh, the government actually said to us that they believe it's going to increase turnover by 50%. Now, I haven't seen the data that they've used to actually um, formulate that assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, like if you think about first-time buyers, instead of saving up um, for an extra year or two to buy a three-bedroom home that they're going to live in a bit longer um, because they plan to have kids, they might be happy to buy a one- or two-bedroom unit for the first 12, 18 months of their married life. Um, so yeah. I can definitely see at that end it's going to there's going to be more transactions, yeah. um, but it's not doing anything to incentivise people like me living in a, um, in a big house on a big block of land. Um, I, don't, I don't need a house this big, but, um, you know, stamp duty is quite, um, quite an impost. Yeah, uh, if you consider, you know, if I'm going to spend two million bucks, it's going to cost me about eighty thousand dollars. So I'm probably not going to move. Um, and if you think, if I think about paying that land, that property tax annually, yeah, I've still got a few years to live, right? So yeah. it's uh, it's it's quite expensive to be to be paying that, you know, a couple of thousand dollars potentially um, every year. Absolutely. Yeah. I was I was saying before that we ran a poll on our, our audience and majority were preferring the annual tax over, sorry, the lump sum as opposed to the annual tax. So I think it just uh, goes to show that I think there is a little bit of a, it's all new. It could benefit some. Um, and yeah, exactly. So it all yeah. depends on circumstances. And it's going to impact. So, um, you know, people sort of think, oh, well, I'll have more money to spend, right, um, if I don't, um if I don't have to pay the stamp duty. But you need to also understand that, that the, um, the banks will take into consideration that annual obligation when they're lending you um, your money as well. So It'll yeah. be interesting how the banks play it out as well. Serviceability. In serviceability. Mm-hmm. Serviceability, yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And potentially it could create um, some challenges. Like if you've got certainly in the hills there are a lot of um, duplexes You've yeah. got two properties exactly the same. One is um, it ha- you can have the choice of stamp duty or, or property tax. The other is property taxable. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out, right, as a value. Um, how do you yeah. value those two properties differently? So lots of uh, lots of interesting challenges ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And those are uh, going to come into effect in July, August this year, but obviously it's been delayed, you were saying? Yeah, so certainly um, Treasury were quite committed to it happening in um in June or July, Um, and then there was a consultation period and what happened during the consultation period was there were a few concerns raised around hardship. Um, And so to get their head, because they've said nobody would lose their home as a result of not being able to pay this tax. Um, So they found some challenges around how to actually formalise what what would happen and it's just delayed everything. Um, I was... um, I was going to uh, another consultation meeting with Treasury on this, but um, unfortunately COVID hit and nobody was allowed out. So, yeah, yeah, 
I uh, I think it's pretty confident to say that it's going it's delayed a little bit. Um, so yeah, I don't know when it will come mm-hmm. where when it will uh, when it will be discussed again. To be honest, mm-hmm. but they were planning on it for be, being um, before the end of the year. So we'll see. Yeah, because we had a couple of buyers, actually a lot of buyers waiting on the reform to see what happens, what it impacts and makes to the property market before they make the decision. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what they have said is um, um, if somebody, once they announce it, so say they announce it in, I'll just pull a month out of the hat, and say they announce it in August and you buy a house in August, you pay the stamp duty, they will, and then they, they say, okay, you can have a choice. They will let you um, for the next four months actually say, you know what, I would prefer to pay the property tax um, and you can get a refund of your stamp duty um, minus the the property tax for that year. So they are trying to do the right thing so that it doesn't stall the market. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah. So it's like a cooling off period. So you've got more of a time to decide which way to go. Yeah, Yeah. I think certainly you wouldn't want to be suggesting people wait to make a property decision the way the market is at the moment. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah, Yeah. But I think it'll be beneficial for the investors, the flippers, the developers Mm. that won't probably hold property for the long. Massively. It'll be great for flippers and developers. And as I say, first home buyers, I think those sectors of the market will definitely um, make the most of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. How everybody else feels about it, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and those that inherit it, and if it does yeah. stay for a long period of time, and you said the life of the property, or that there's going to be a cap of how no, long? No, there's not going to be a no, cap. Um, be I a did cap. hear on the news um, yeah. um, um, uh, maybe four or five weeks ago they were talking about it, and they said, and there will be a cap. And so I got straight on the phone to my contact at Treasury and went, "Hey, you didn't tell me there was going to be a cap." He's like, "What are you talking about? It's not going to be a cap." Yeah. So I know it's hard to believe that you can't believe everything you see on the news, <laughs> but you can't. Yeah, you <laughs> so it's a perpetual so, t- But who knows, right? All of these things are, you know, it, 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 nothing's formalised yet and until things are formalised, hmm. um, everything's a little bit fluid. Yeah, and I think even when it does come into effect, they will have to. A year to... or two just to nut it all out as well, just yeah. to line out all the creams, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. have to, yeah, we'll have to see. Definitely have to see. Interesting times Absolutely. ahead. Yeah, always. There's always something going on, isn't there? <laughs> now, in terms of uh, what, uh, let, let's let's bring the topic back to COVID and, and your insights and your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on how? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, will this, you know, for putting everything else aside? Yep. Based on what you've seen in your group uh, after the previous lockdown ending, yep. what do you uh, predict would happen after this lockdown, whenever it is, yep. when it ends? What do you think would happen? So what we we learned a lot through the last um, through the last twelve months, and I've got a lot of friends in Melbourne, um, agents in Melbourne, and what they will also tell you is that the demand for property doesn't go away; mm-hmm. it just gets delayed. So as one of the guys said, it's demand; it's not demand denied; it's demand delayed. And so out of every all the five lockdowns from Melbourne. Um, they've seen the market um, activity really ramp up pretty much as soon as lockdown's over. So agents expect to get really busy as soon as lockdowns are over. And I think the same will be um, same will be said in Sydney. There are still, and I don't need to tell you guys, there are still people transacting now. Some people have to buy and sell for all kinds of reasons um, and they just, um, so whilst they might have been able to delay it for a couple of weeks, Mm-hmm. Uh, when we thought we were going to be out of lockdown by Saturday, now that it's at least another month, 
there are people going, okay, well, how are we going to manage this? And you can manage it. We had just one come on the market um, today and the vendor took the photos. Um, we used a um, um, someone to touch the photos up, uh, put in um, uh, virtual styling. Yeah. And it's on the market. Um, yeah. And that's a, you know, million-dollar-plus property. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's if people mm-hmm. want to buy and sell, there are ways to do it. Um, even even yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, as I was saying before as well, up until last week there was that hesitation because, oh, yeah, maybe this Saturday we'll be able to go back to inspe- normal inspections, but now that it's in the long haul, people are like, let's just do it. Let's just make the commitment, what we need to do and, and, and move on with it. And sometimes the one-on-one inspections work as well. You've got more quality time with the buyer as well to, to talk. Oh, look, I, uh, I was a real estate agent in the 80s. Don't tell anybody how old I <laughs> Um, but open homes didn't exist back in those days. And so when um, for last year when I was talking to all of my agents about the fact that, you know, you can still do one-on-one inspections mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, God, that seems like a waste of time. Um, yeah. But everybody was saying exactly the same thing. You get a much better um, rapport and understanding of yeah. your buyer. Now, I get it. If you've got 75 people who want to go through one property, that, um, you know, it's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, that's a lot of time that it takes out of your day. So I do understand that. but. You know, I think you've got to look at the upsides um, and there are upsides to the one-on-one inspections. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. Any final words on, on property tax? Uh, Anything just, at all? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I would, I would say um, to everybody because I'm fielding questions from people all the time about what they can and can't do in COVID and um, the detail is a little bit vague in some cases but the intent is very clear. We need to stay at home. We need to not move around. Um, and so stop looking at ways around things yeah. um, because the sooner we can, um, yeah, the sooner we get out of this, the better for all of us, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, yep. thank, thank you, you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure. And any questions at all, even afterwards, please uh, do feel free to get in touch. We'll be happy to have them answered for you. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our channel for weekly episodes. See you guys next time.